All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. It's, yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack. For any new planner subscri- subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on yeah. your Stanley mug? And if are you got them, them if you got them on Black Friday, these are different. These are these are gonna be new for the new year. Uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner, you can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. But they're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't. It's huge. like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. Crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code holiday 10 to get all these deals and more. Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt. I'm Megan Hyatt Miller. Welcome to the podcast. So we have a little bit of housekeeping to do before we get to the content. And we do like to jump right into it. But what is happening this next year relative to this podcast, Megan? Okay, well, let me take the duct tape off my mouth for a second because I'm really having to use a lot of self-control to not spill all the beans. I've only been authorized to spill like a bean. Right. Which is that the podcast is getting some really exciting things happening to it. So we can't tell you any details, but in the new year, all will be revealed. So hang tight. But in the meantime, we're not going to leave you hanging because we have some really important content to help people get prepared for a great new year. We do. And and the one thing I want to say about the, the new podcast that we are excited about that we have shared before, but it's going to be a new format, new emphasis, new name. All that's coming soon. We're just trying to get all of our ducks in a row so we can launch it in the appropriate way. It's just such a tease. Thank you. (laughs) Some people call that marketing. So today we're going to be talking about choosing habits or achievement goals. And I really like this distinction. Me too. Well, and this is part of a five-part series that we have been working our way through. And so the first one was going further by giving thanks. The second one was rescuing your 2023 goals. Still not too late. Third was filling out your wish list for 2024, which is kind of like, you know, pre-goal setting, just starting to let yourself dream again and think about the new year. And then uh, this week, we're going to be talking about habits or achievement goals. And then next week, we're going to be talking about jumping into 2024 with confidence. So I love this because I think sometimes, you know, we just go through the holidays and we kind of like tumble into the new year a little disoriented and it's like, oh yeah, I should probably set some goals, you know, and it's helpful 
if you can begin to kind of put your toe in the water and move toward that and start getting yourself in a headspace of being ready to do it as opposed to just, you know, tumbling into it. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but futuristic is your number one strength, right? Yes, which basically means that I'm really good at imagining bad things happening in the future. Right. And you're not fully present in the moment. Which is why I have a great question to determine habit or achievement goals this uh, in this episode, because I'm trying to decide, am I going to do like a mindfulness habit goal or should it be something of an achievement goal? So there you go. Case study. Discuss. Okay. Well, well, we'll get to that in okay. just a minute. When do you first start thinking about personal goal setting for the new year? I just want to compare notes here because futuristic is pretty high for me too. I, I feel like already in the fourth quarter, I'm thinking about it. Hmm. I don't necessarily have like a list going. I think in some years past, I've had like an Apple note where I've just sort of dropping things that I was kind of thinking about, but probably because about this time of year, I'm thinking there's this new thing I want to do, like mindfulness or something like that, that I just don't have the bandwidth to add right now because it's the holidays, it's wrapping Mm -hmm. up the fiscal year, it's all those things. And so it's not really a great time to add a new habit or a new achievement goal. And so I start thinking to myself, oh, yeah, that could be something to consider for next year. So that's about the extent of it, but I am kind of thinking about it. I I would say I start thinking about it usually about August or September. And and that's driven. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That's driven in large part because of the requests and demands on my calendar. So I'm getting requests, you know, pretty early in the fall for the next spring. Right. And so Jim wants to get ahead of that. Jim's my executive assistant. Jim wants to get ahead of that and get the annual calendar laid out. And of course, our, our practice is to put the big rocks in first, to use a metaphor that Dr. Stephen Covey uses. So we want to make sure that there's time for the things that are really important. We're not just in reactive mode. Yeah. So by necessity, if you're thinking about the calendar for the next year, for, for me at least, I start thinking about the goals. And usually there's more requests, more to do in the next year that I'm going to have time to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to make choices. So I just naturally start thinking about yeah. goals. I'm not setting goals, but I'm getting into that headspace of thinking, what is it that I want? Right. Which, by the way, that is the number one most difficult thing today to do when it comes to goal setting is it's figuring true. out what you want. Yeah. And, and people have a hard time getting clarity. And that's part of the reason why we wanted people to begin doing that wish list which was uh, the last episode, mm-hmm. to begin to think aspirationally about the future, even before they, they dial those in to an aspect of smarter goals, which is what we're going to talk about today. So there are smarter goals, and, and smarter is kind of our interpretation of and modification of smart goals, something GE, I think, came out with maybe back in the 60s. But what a lot of people don't know, and even people in our own tribe don't know, is that there are two different kinds of smarter goals. So there are achievement goals and there are habit goals. Mm -hmm. And those are two different things. So an achievement goal is like a one and done kind of thing. Right. You know, you achieve it, you check it off, you go to the next thing. So that could be something like a financial goal, like I want to save X amount of dollars this year, or I want to make this much money or something like that. Or it could be running a marathon or you know, going to a marriage retreat. Yeah, exactly. Those are not things you're going to continue doing necessarily. They have a starting point and an end point. There's going to be the buildup to it. Yeah. 
And then hopefully you achieve it, check it off, go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. A habit goal is basically implementing a recurring behavior like running every day Mm -hmm. or having a a weekly date night or having a a morning mindfulness practice, Mm -hmm. you know, something you talked about a moment ago. So I don't know if you're thinking about morning, but anyway, a mind, a mindfulness practice. So those are habit goals and they're both very useful and when to use which is more art than science, but we want to kind of dig into that and, and ask ourselves the question, what better serves us as we're thinking aspirationally about that thing that we want? Do we want to use an achievement goal, which is one tool in our toolbox, or do we want to use a habit goal? Or there's actually a third alternative, which is to use an achievement goal, but to use a habit practice uh, to get us there. Like, like, let's say, for example, I wanted to write a 55,000-word business book, nonfiction business book. That's the achievement goal part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have to add some things to make sure that it- Conforms to smarter. Yeah, conforms to smarter. But, but maybe a habit goal is the best way to do that. I'm going to write 500, 500 words a day for X number of days till I get there. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to do the math in my head, but never- Never do math in real life. No, it's, never do math in front of people. It's like trying to do spelling on the whiteboard. Oh, just try to spell success on the whiteboard. Just That's right. knock yourself out. Okay, so I have a very important question for you that I have wondered myself, even though this is our methodology and you know, I feel like very immersed in all the goal achievement literature. You've come to the right place. Great. I, I feel like there should be like a screen between us or something. Um, okay, so what, what, why'd you say that? I don't know, like you know, like a confessional. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to create separation. Anyway, this is awkward now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's my, got it. my real question is this. There is a lot of buzz and there has been for a long time about habits as being the superior way to improve your life. So in other words, you know, your habits are basically what determine the quality of your life. And so if you want a better life, you should just focus on your habits and kind of dismissive of achievement goals. So what do you think about that? I mean, are you, first of all, are you familiar with that kind of yeah. sentiment? Yep. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that have that sentiment. I would say this, you know, I don't think that achievement goals are worthless, but I would say if possible, do choose a habit goal because I think it's a little bit more manageable. It's more difficult to forget mm-hmm. because you're doing it with more frequency. And uh, so you, you won't, as easily lose visibility on it, which is another component of, of being successful. But but I still do think there's achievement goals that are really worthy. And maybe the best is to have an achievement goal that has a habit practice to get there. But one of the things you've got to be really careful of, and I know we've talked about this a lot, is that you can end up, like if you have eight to 10 goals for the year and they were all habit goals, I mean, let's be honest, if you could acquire two new habits or three new habits in the new year that were really meaningful, that would be life-changing. Yeah. You don't, totally. you don't need 10 new habits in your life and you probably don't have time for 10 new habits and that's a setup to fail. Well, and I think mm-hmm. it, it's very easy for people to think when you say that, that they're the exception. Right. Now, don't ask me how I know this. You're not special. You uh, are special, but you're not that kind of special. Yeah. So I've, I've done this before. I'm, I've thought, well, you know, I've got great focus and I've got the time and I'm just going to do more habits that I probably should. And the problem is, Anybody can start well, start right. strong. Right. But it's what happens after you get going 
that determines whether you continue on because a habit goal is worthless if you don't install it. Right. And the installation process takes some time. So today we're going to walk through three considerations you can weigh as you're deciding whether or not to set a habit goal or an achievement goal. Okay, so what's the first consideration? Well, the first one is permanence. So habit goals are intended to be permanent. I mean, think about it. We want to have these habits. It's like we have this vision for what does a good life ultimately entail or what is a healthy life or, you know, however you would describe it. And that usually does consist of certain achievements and certain habits. And so we're not looking, for example, like in my idea of the mindfulness practice, I'm not looking to do that for eight weeks or 12 weeks and then I'm done. I'm looking to do that for the rest of my life as a way to better manage stress without it damaging my body. You know, that's my motivation for that. So I I think that this is an important thing to think about. Are you just trying to do something for a short period of time? Like you're going to be running because you want to run a marathon, but then you might, you'd like to do a lot of different things. You might pick some other competition you want to do like a, you know, Tough Mudder or something like that. That's different. Yeah. I think that's a good example. Could you think of an example of a habit goal in your own life? That it's had that's had persistence for years. Yeah, well, two. Um, I guess they would all go under the the umbrella of my morning ritual. But a part of that, the two most consistent parts of that are uh, devotional time that I do. I use the um, Phyllis Tickle version of the daily hours that okay. are based on the Book of Common Prayer. Done that for years. It's very efficient. I can do it in like five minutes, which is great. I mean, it's like very consistent. And then also using my full focus planner and filling out the daily page. I do almost every single day, even on the weekends without fail. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. And so those two things, I would say like exercise is another one, but um, due to some injuries, I've been a little less consistent in the last year. Yeah. I think for me, okay, this sounds stupid, but uh, there was a time when I didn't do this, but flossing my teeth. Like I literally can't go to bed. Wow! Without that, okay. But it served me well. I still have my teeth. C- congratulations! I know. Good and job. Like my wife says, only floss the ones you want to keep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say another one is reading through the Bible every year. Now, to be fair and to be honest, I don't always make it all the way through. Yeah. But I use the one year Bible, and it's got a reading for every day. Uh-huh. And so if I miss a day, I don't worry about it. I just kind of pick up and and keep going. So it may take me a year and a half to get through it, but I've done that for maybe 35 years. Wow. So do you think you've been through the whole Bible 35 times? No, probably 25 times. That's a lot of times though. Yeah. I, I remember one one time when I was in college, um, it was my first exposure to the Bible. I got all excited about it. And not saying that sometimes I go overboard on the front <laughs> end, but I decided to read through the whole Bible in 90 days and I found a plan that could do that. Oh, wow. And so one summer- um, that was my project. You just had to like quit your job so you could be. Well, I didn't, it didn't take that long. I would say it probably took about 45 minutes to an hour a day. Oh really? That's yeah. not bad actually. No. Like to, to read through the Bible in any, any year uh-huh. using the one year Bible, which, you know, they're not an affiliate. We're not getting commissioned on this, but I love that product. It's published by Tyndale house and a lot of publishers have a lot of different versions of it, but it literally takes me 15 minutes a day and you can read through the entire Bible in a year Wow! in 15 minutes a day. Okay, I might have a new idea for a habit goal. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of cool. Okay, so back, but back to the point. The idea is that this is a habit you want to permanently install or a behavior you want to 
repeat on a permanent basis with some regularity that you've defined. Right. Yeah. Whereas an achievement goal, as it relates to the permanence consideration, that is a one and done thing. Mm -hmm. So I ran a half marathon and I decided to do it again the next year. And I think I ended up doing like five of them. Hmm. And so that could have looked like a habit, like an annual habit. Right. But I really didn't have any intention even when I began to do that every year forever. And so there was just a point where I said, okay, I'm done with that. I've done it. Now I'm going to just yeah, me too. focus on the habit. Right. Which in your case turned out not to be running. It turned out to be daily exercise. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's a mix of cardio okay. and strength training. Okay. So how permanent do you want this to be? I think that's the question to ask if, yep. as you're considering this um, aspiration, this thing that you want to do, how permanent do you want it to be? Now, here's an odd one. So for decades, we've had a weekly date night, Gail and I have, and that was a weekly habit goal. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, once it's installed, this is really important. It doesn't need to continue to show up on your goal list. Thank goodness. Right? Yeah. So people ask that all the time. Well, okay, you know, I've been doing a weekly date night for this last quarter. Do I need to do it the next quarter? If you consider it installed. Like you don't have to try anymore. Right. Like it's, brushing your teeth. You're not like, ooh, I better write down brush my teeth in my planner. I right. Mean, you don't do that. You just do it every day. I just do it. And I, I literally can't go to bed without brushing my teeth and flossing. I mean, that's yeah. an installed right. habit. That's, that, probably, that's like actually how they should work. That's right. It should be, it, it's, it's a way of self-automating. Yeah. So our weekly date night persisted after we became empty nesters, but then we just realized pretty much we have every meal together. We go do things like, like the other night, uh, mom needed to run to Walgreens to pick up a prescription. And I said, well, let me go with you. And so we just rode together. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of togetherness. So it doesn't really take a lot of planning, yeah. but, but I would say that that's the kind of thing where when you start it. That might be good to think of it. That's permanent enough to be a habit goal Yeah, to focus on it. Okay. How many habit goals do you think you can set reasonably in one year? Because the last R of the smarter goal framework is relevant, which means everything has to work together. It has to be compatible with your season of life. You know, don't set 10 habit goals if you have a newborn baby or you just started a new job and moved across the country. Like that's a setup to fail. Yeah, I would say probably one per quarter or at least okay, one till one it's helpful. installed. I think that's a really good rule of thumb. And again, don't think you're the exception. Because you're not. Because you're not. I mean, you're a person, you're a human, and we have limitations and you could end up in an effort to do all of it. You could sink you know, your, your best efforts on even a few. Yeah. And, and by the way, I'm preaching to myself because right. I have often tried to do more than one. And what happens is... I don't really install either one of them. Have you ever succeeded with that? With what? With doing multiple habits at the same time over the long haul, like over a period of I, years? I'd have to think about it, but I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I have. No. It just takes a lot of energy. I mean, you, you wake up in the morning, maybe this is a limiting belief, but with a certain amount of willpower. And I think that- That's not a limiting belief. That's part of the research. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's actually right. Okay, Joel is over in the corner and he's saying sort of, kind of. So that's a disputed finding. Okay, it's, it's a disputed finding that is not replicable. So, so knock yourself out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> don't knock yourself out. Well, in my experience, let's speak anecdotally. I have never, I don't think I've ever been able to work on more than one goal or one habit goal at a time. Yeah, I agree. 
because it takes a lot of focus. And, and for me, at least it feels like willpower, there's a fixed amount of willpower. And particularly if I get tired, like, like here's the, the thing for me is, and right now I'm trying to install a meditation practice, right? But if I get tired, I'll blow it off. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it prolongs, you know, and I, I allow myself when I set a habit goal is I allow myself a certain amount. I de- try to define the compliance, like how compliant yeah. do I have to be before I have to completely start over? Like, for example, if I miss one time, that doesn't warrant me totally starting over. Yeah. If I miss, like if it's going to take me 90 days to install it or 120 days to install it, then I might give myself like a 5% non-compliance factor. Make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Marissa, I cannot tell you how excited I am for your best year ever live coming up January 5th. Yes, I'm so excited too. I can't wait. Yes, this is the event that you would want to come attend if you're just like, man, I want to look at how well did I do in the past, but I also want to set myself up for success to have, like we call it in the title, your best year ever. This is the event you want to be at. We have thousands of people coming to this event already. And you and I will be emceeing this event. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement to come join us to make it a great year for you. Now, in order for you to receive it, all you have to do is buy the full focus goal setting course and you get a ticket to your best year ever. Yes. And the best part is that that course is 25% off right now. So uh, you're going to get a discount and a ticket to the live event, which is normally $197. That's a killer so deal. It's a killer deal. It's a no brainer in my opinion. Um, but definitely join us. It's going to be so much fun. January 5th, it's totally virtual. So no matter where you are in the world or, um, you know, whether you can get on a plane or not, don't worry about it. You don't have to, you can do this from the comfort of your own home. And, We'll be right there. Yeah. And just imagine having your goals already set for the entire year and a plan to execute them. Yeah. That's worth all the money that you can. And the best part, it's a free event for you if you buy the Full Focus Goal Setting Course. Yes. All right. Well, we would love to see you there. So make sure to go to fullfocusstore.com and take advantage of this deal. We'd love to see you at your best driver live. Okay. So the next consideration first is permanent. The next one is flexibility. I really like this point because I, I think this has helped me to, although I wouldn't have maybe used this language to determine habit or achievement goal, because for example, if you have an outcome in mind, like you want to save, you know, $20,000 this year, or you want to go on a vacation to Europe or something like that, it's going to be difficult if you don't have a clear strategy for that to become a habit. And sometimes you don't know it's going to work yet. And this was true for me. I think I talked about this in the last podcast or maybe the one before, but last year I had a weight loss goal. And that the the strategy that I was using initially, though I was very faithful to it, was not effective. Mm. And so because I had an achievement goal and not a habit goal, it meant that I felt very free to try something completely different to get to the outcome, which ultimately was very successful for me. But 
in that case, I was holding tight to the outcome that I was committed to, but holding loosely to the strategy that I began with. Because it was just kind of like my best guess for how I was going to get there and then I needed to adjust. So I think if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, I know what I want the end result to be, but I'm really not sure what it's going to take to get there, then that's where like an achievement goal might be the right choice. Do you, I love that. Do you agree? I do agree with that. And I, th- I think that that does allow for maximum flexibility and keeps you from getting locked into an ineffective strategy. And one of the things that we've talked about a lot, particularly in the context of strategic planning, is that you've got to make sure that the strategy serves the goal. And you've also got to make sure that you don't derail the goal on the front end because you can't think of a strategy. You know, you got the clarity is the first and most important thing. Get clear on what it is that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And then secondarily, what you can do is pick the strategy that you think will get you there. Right. But if the goal is sufficiently, if the achievement goal is sufficiently risky, as we, you know, that first R in the smarter framework says, if it's sufficiently risky, you probably don't know what strategy is going to be successful. And right, you, you haven't done it for before that, by definition. That's right. And, you, and so you have to, you kind of have to be experimental. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to try this, but if that didn't work, I'm going to try something else. But I'm not going to give up on the achievement goal just because the strategy I chose didn't work. So back to our mindfulness or meditation example, you know, you, you couldn't set an achievement goal around mindfulness because what's the outcome? Like it's not measurable. I mean, if, you're, if your outcome with a mindfulness or meditation goal is less stress you know, better sleep or whatever. I mean, how can you measure that as, as like a singular outcome? But a habit is really easy to think about that, you know, that every day for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something like that, you're going to practice mindfulness. Well, absolutely. And I, I do think that this is a great way to solve for an aspir- aspiration you can't quantify. Like using I, a habit goal. Using a habit goal. Yeah. So for example, like I'd, I'd really like to love Gail more. Well, How do we quantify that? Well, maybe we don't. Maybe we just do a habit goal that we know that will move us toward that aspiration. I mean- People get into this with like spiritual goals, like they want a closer relationship with God or something. Well, I mean, you literally cannot measure that. Right. But there are behaviors that would lead to that naturally if you repeated them frequently enough. And that's where the habit comes in. Okay. So that's flexibility. So then the last consideration, if you're deciding between habit goals and achievement goals, is motivation. I mean, this kind of sounds basic, but I think it's a good checkpoint. And I think this is an area that I have um, ignored in the past. Like, what is your motivation telling you? Does it sound better? Does it sound more fun to do a habit goal or an achievement goal? And sometimes you think about a habit goal and you're just like groan to yourself, you know, because you don't actually like the idea of doing the habit. And sometimes an achievement goal sounds really exciting, or maybe the achievement goal sounds really intimidating. And if, but if you think about it like a habit, breaking it down into something you're going to do every day or every week, you can imagine that and you can really wrap your head around it and you can get excited and engaged and motivated to do that. So I think that's kind of a seemingly easy thing to pass over as a criterion here, but it's a great way to think about what am I more motivated by? Well, and I don't think that achievement goals are inherently more motivational. No. You may you and I may disagree on this. I don't know. No, I do agree with you. Okay. But I but I do think that if you have a habit goal like for example in the goal I'm working on right now which is to meditate for 20 minutes a day, I I don't get excited about that. I mean that sounds like boring. It's all I can do to to make myself do it. But I love the idea 
of how that's going to make me feel more at peace, mm-hmm. um, have less stress in my life, and and really impact my overall health. Right. In fact, I think it's job number one. Yep. So when I think about the outcome or what it's going to be like once that that habit is installed and I'm consistently practicing, that I can get motivated about, that I can get excited about. There's kind of some layers here. This is definitely more art than science. There's not some you know quiz that you can give yourself. But it is important to pay attention to what comes up when you think about casting your goals as habits or achievements. And are you excited about it or are you not excited about it? Well, it's why I think we have to start with the aspirations first, like we talked about in the last episode, is that you you need to get really clear on what you want. And then you can define, once, once you define what it is that you want, without, by the way, quantifying it or turning it into a smarter goal yet, but once you decide what you want, I want a better marriage or I want better health or I you know, want more well-behaved kids or whatever it is, then you can decide you know, what's, what's the right goal format to use here. Do I want to use a habit goal or an achievement goal? Mm-hmm. What will better serve me accomplishing that thing or getting to that thing that I want? It's great. You know, there's a sense in which the habit goal and the achievement goal in and of themselves are a strategy. True. You know? I've never thought of that before, but yeah. that's true. It's, it's more of an internal strategy, like what's mm-hmm. going to be the easiest for me to fulfill, but it's still a strategy. Yeah. Okay, so let's review these real quick. So when you're thinking about whether to set your goals as achievement goals or habit goals, there are three considerations for which one to choose. The first is permanence. Do you intend for this goal to be a permanent fixture in your life, like a habit, or are you just really invested in the outcome? Flexibility, where you're thinking more about that outcome and less about the strategy. And then lastly, motivation, which sounds more exciting to you? Does it sound more exciting to have a habit installed in your life or be really focused on a defined outcome that is over and done once you've achieved it? Okay, so as you look towards 2024, and I'm not talking just about you, Megan, but about all of our listeners, as you as you look towards uh, 2024, you might begin to to kind of frame these up as possibilities. And the thing that I've done for years is I will create a note. Currently, I'm doing Notion, but you could use Evernote, Apple Notes, Google Docs, whatever you want, doesn't matter. You know, a page in your full focus planner. Sticky and note. Good old sticky note. Good old sticky note. I don't recommend that, but uh, you want a little bit more permanence. But I would, I would put two categories, achievement goals and habit goals, and then begin to populate both of those lists with candidates for next year. Mm. So don't feel like, and I think this, this is too heavy of a lift. You think, oh, you know, I just want to get myself, you know, six achievement goals for this next year. And you start sorting and prioritizing and deleting and adding. No, just get it all out there. Do it, do a brain dump. You can come back and sort later. But that is a ongoing list so that if I have, you know, a thought about something I want to achieve or a habit I want to install, great, goes in that file. And then when I sit down and plan this next year, when I do the best year ever program, then I will decide what's going to be actually done next year. I like that. You know, the older I get, the more I think it's really valuable to give yourself the benefit of marinating on things yes, or in things, I guess would be the right way to say that, you know, just sit with it for a little bit before you decide, because oftentimes what's really important will just rise to the top and it will become clear. The clarity is easier to come by when you give things time and, right. and you have the benefit of that right now. Well, and I think preparing for anything, if you can give yourself that sort of that gestation period yeah. 
it it's better. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So right now we've got an incredible offer for our full focus goal setting course. If you buy the full focus goal setting course before the end of the year, you're going to get a free ticket to the best year ever to your best year ever live event. I can't wait to do this again. It's so fun. I can't either. And it's really one of my favorite things to do in the entire year. It's so full of hope. So exciting to, you know, look at that blank canvas and to begin to imagine what could be. And that's what that events all around. It's so important if you're thinking about goals and maybe this is an area you've struggled or you just have a sense that you have more potential than what you've realized so far. Don't do the DIY version. Don't just do what you've always done, setting New Year's resolutions or kind of sitting there with your journal by yourself the day after, you know, Christmas or New Year's or whatever. Like work through a proven process that has the backing of science and it's evidence-based and it's been refined and refined and refined. And that's what your best year ever is. I mean, this is a, a program that you can trust to enable you to reach your full potential and you get better and better at it the more you do it. Well, I think we've had like 50,000 people go through that course right. over it's the last 10 years, which is amazing. Yeah. So we're going to walk you through a five-step process. Megan and I will be leading it, but it's going to be virtual, by the way. But you're going to end the day with not only a complete list of goals for 2024, that excites you, but also an actionable plan to accomplish them. Yep. And that's a $197 value, that event alone, but you get it free when you buy the Full Focus Goal Setting course. Yeah. So head over to fullfocus.co slash goal setting. Again, that's fullfocus.co slash goal setting. Pick up your copy of the Full Focus Goal Setting course and then get your free ticket to the best year ever live event. Well, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Hopefully you have some clarity about whether your goals need to be habit goals or achievement goals and a helpful framework to understand that. Okay, so next week, we're going to wrap this mini series and we're going to be talking about jumping into 2024 with confidence. Confidence is a difference maker. And if you want more confidence as you enter the new year, don't miss that episode. See you then. All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. Yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, and we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, your best year ever vinyl sticker pack. For any new planner subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on your Stanley mug? And if you got them them on Black Friday, these are different. These are going to be new for the new year. Uh, But they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner. You can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. 
Yeah, they're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't, it's like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program, we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, We are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now. Shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code HOLIDAY10 to get all these deals and more.